Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Buddy. Just a quick shout out to The Wreck for hosting this podcast each week. The Wreck, way more than a bowling alley. And by the way, some of you have been asking, what is The Wreck? So let me just give you a quick description, and then I'll get back into the podcast. The Wreck is a public access community center where the general public can just come in and have fun with bowling and entertainment. And it's a place where young people and community members can connect to programs to enhance their life. So come, have a bowl, uh, time with your family and bowl, and uh, just check out what we're doing. So back to the podcast. Uh, we drop a new podcast every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone. We hope that someone is you. Thank you to all the listeners each week who take the time to hear the stories of our guests. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, give us a review, and share our podcast with your friends, family, and on, on your favorite social media platform. We want to get these messages out to the people and to impact the world one testimony at a time. This morning, I'm excited and grateful to introduce you to my guest and friend, Aaron Qualls. Welcome, Aaron. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Brother, it's good to, it's good to have you here, man. You know, you know, I, I don't know when we originally met, cause, uh, but I know I see you at the gym all the time. Which is cool. Yeah. You're probably there more than I am. I'm pretty sure of that. A little bit, maybe. A L- little bit. But uh, can you think of a time when we actually met? How'd we meet? <sighs> Thinking back when we possibly met, that's, it's been a while. I mean, probably at some networking event, I imagine, in maybe the real estate industry or yeah, or, or, or something along yeah. those lines. But, you know, I've, I've lived in Salem my entire life, so yeah. I'm, I'm sure we've crossed paths one way or another. Yeah. For at least five, ten years, something like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, let me do a quick intro of who you are, and then uh, we'll just dive into some questions and kind of, I'm going to ask you some hard questions. I hope that's okay. I love hard questions. You're a tough guy, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Aaron, you are a husband. Uh, Your wife is Stephanie. Correct. How long have you been married? We are coming up on 20 years. It'll be 20 years, March 27th. Is that crazy or what? Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel like 20 years have just flown by or? Oh, you blink and it's gone. Hmm. It's, It's crazy how fast it does fly. You're a, a father of four amazing daughters. Yep. So h- how's that feel to be a, go- a girl dad? Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. I, lo- I love being the father of, of, of daughters. Uh, my my oldest is, so Shayla is 16. Okay. Maddie is 15. Uh, Peyton is 12. And I have a six-year-old, Emerson. Wow. And it's just, the they're spread out. Wow. And, it, and it's fun seeing the different stages of life and, and, and the nuances of, of being a girl dad. Yeah. And you're done having kids? As far as I'm told. Okay. I was, I was, my wife said, yeah, we're done. We're done. Okay. So. What the wife says goes. Uh, you've been coaching youth sports and Salem for over 23 years. You're the owner of Qualls Insurance Agency. How long How long has that been? Uh, I'm coming up on eight years now. Time flies. Time flies. Who'd you work for before? So before I got into the insurance industry, I actually worked for Winco Foods in uh, Woodburn at the distribution center. So throwing mm. throwing freight, working in warehouse you work. You did. I did not know. know that about you. Yeah. I just only know you insurance, so I think you're, you've been doing this for 20 years, but yeah. apparently not. Feels like it. Okay. 75 hard and a 75 hard completer and advocate. And uh, so what is the the uh, the live hard part of it, the 75 hard and live hard? What's the live that? hard component. So 75 hard is the, the, first, the first piece of 75 days. The live hard component is really, it's an entire year. Think of an entire year. So you have 75 hard, and then after that, you have three phases- 30-day phases that adds 
stuff to it, like a cold shower or, you know, three more critical tasks. Mm. And those are 30 day periods. So if you fail, you can start over those 30 days. But with a caveat, the third and final phase, it starts 30 days before your one year anniversary. Oh, so and it if, forces you to get it into it. It forces you. And if, but if you fail that third phase, you can't start that one over. You, you basically, have from the very I'm not saying failed the whole year because you're, you've succeeded, but the whole goal is to complete that year. So that last 30, 30 days is, is, is crucial. That's cool, man. <laughs> so you're born and raised here in Salem. What high school did you go to? McKay High School. Okay. Go Scots. There you go. Fitness enthusiast. Enthu- <laughs> fitness enthusiast. Did I say that right? Enthusiast. Yeah. yeah. And motivator. I love that, dude. It's pretty cool. Well, let's just kind of dive in. So uh, how, how old are you? I just turned 40 years old this year. Happy 40th. Yeah. Okay. 40 and sexy. <laughs> 40 and sexy. I love it. I love it. Well, so talk to me a little bit about uh, growing up in Salem. You know, kind of where you, what, what was life like early on? What were your parents like? How did they influence who you are? And then we're going to talk a lot about 75 hard because I think people yeah. need to hear discipline. You told me just right, right before the say, you feel undisciplined. I only see you as disciplined. Mm-hmm. I see you at the gym. I love your pictures on Facebook. Like, I'm doing it. You're, it's not a brag. It's I'm here doing it. I think it's an encouragement. It, it's a little bit of a brag, but it's also to to push people because I've seen the positive side of it. Yeah. And well, we can talk more about that, but yeah. might, you know why I first started 75. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So get, start off from the beginning, man. I want to hear. All right. Uh, born and raised here in Salem. Went to McKay High School, grew up in Northeast Salem, uh, Adam Stevens Elementary. My, my parents were amazing. Okay, I grew up in a, a Christian household. My, my grandpa was a pastor for a number of years. He's retired now. Um, my dad is kind of, he's one of my idols because I always saw him work so hard, so hard. He'd get up at three in the morning, drive to Portland, work, come home, and be at our sports, sports games that, that same afternoon. So he worked tremendously hard you know for 20 years he made that commute and he did it because he wanted to give our family an amazing life and i think Mm. he did my mom was a stay-at-home mom for most of my my younger years and she kind of just you know had the home on on lockdown she she helped us kids took us to school helped us with whatever we needed um she was amazing as well uh as as a mother and and so growing up and, and going to mckay it it's a lot different over in that McKay nowadays. I mean, it, it was a school. I loved it. I met my wife at McKay High School. You did. We met when I was 15 years old and she was 14. So I've known my wife for 25 years. We're high school sweethearts. That's a great um, story. It, it is. It's a great story. To think about it, because I have kids who are 16 and 15. It's like, they are the same age that I was when I met my wife. Mm. To think about that. And it's like, Man, that's it's it's crazy. So they're potentially gonna meet someone here soon, maybe. I mean, maybe that's not the norm nowadays. But we've we've known each other a long time. You know, graduated from McKay, tried the college thing, didn't really work out for me. So I I jumped in and started working at Winco and worked there for twelve and a half years. And it was an amazing job. I loved it. I uh, I took very I took pride in working there. A lot of people like you, you know you're throwing freight. You're, you're you know you make a decent wage, but. I took pride in it because my grandpa, my papa, who you know, who's no longer here, who was a great another mentor in my life, he did that same type of work. So I said, okay, this this is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put everything I can into this job because you really work for what you want, not necessarily what you have. 
Meaning, you know, that's a great job, but it's a stepping stone to maybe something greater. So I treated that job and gave that job my 100% and 110% every single day because I, I needed to work for something, something bigger than myself. That's awesome. Sounds like you're, I was just going to ask, uh, sounds like your grandpa really influenced you as a, as a mentor. You use the word mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all about mentoring the rec, you know, Valor mentoring is about mentoring, and it sounds like your grandpa had a huge influence in your life. And so you do things with pride. You, Yeah, you worked at Winco, you know, throwing freight around, mm-hmm. but you did it with pride. Um, talk to talk about that. You mentioned your dad getting up early, 3 a.m. and driving, you know, to take care of the family. And that matters to you. And how does that influence who you are as a dad today? How it, how it really influences me is, he really taught me a strong work ethic, meaning it's okay. To, it, it's good to work hard, but family is important too. You know, mon, mon, money is needed to survive and pay bills, food, lodging, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's just a dollar and, and you can always make another dollar. Hmm. But the connection with the family and, you know, my kids and, and going to trying to make every one of their sporting events and, you know, it doesn't always happen. But knowing that I'm going to be there and I'm going to work as hard as I can to, to provide them a great life, I learned that from my dad. Hmm. And so hopefully they learn that from me and, and, and it passes on from generation to generation. How hard he worked, the, just, just the work, work ethic alone, that's why I do insurance now. That's why I, I, I can help who I can help. It's, it's because those things I learned at a young age and, and not just did the bare minimum. Because I'm not, I'm not a bare minimum guy. Because if you do the bare minimum you're going to get the bare minimum. Mm. Mm. Wow. Okay. So you guys go to high school. What, at what point in time do you go, Hey, Stephanie is the lady I'm going to marry. When do you propose? What's that look like? I'm curious about that. I knew that two years before I even proposed to her. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. So I had a ring, um, Back there, didn't have a ton of money because it was my first job was Chuck E. Cheese. I was working at Chuck E. Chuck Cheese, Cheese and, man. And then once I got out of high school, I was actually working three jobs before I, before the Winco. I, so I was working at Chuck E. Cheese. I was doing a paper route, and I was also working for my dad in Portland. So I was doing a lot because I knew I needed to work hard, and I was trying to pay for college while I was working because I didn't want to take out student do, student debt, yeah. uh, student loans. I, yeah. I don't know why I had that mindset, but that's. That's where I was. And so I, I knew two years before, and I said, okay, if we get married on March 27th, 2004, is which is the day we got married, it's f- exactly five years from the day we met, from the day we started dating. No and, way. It fa- and it fell on a Saturday. So I was like, okay, here's my plan. I'm going to ask her to marry me a year before, and we're going to get married on this day. And it just, everything kind of fell into place. It's, it's crazy how you look at your life. And you look back on the things that have happened and, and got you to where you are today. Yeah. There's a you can look at a thin thread that ties everything together. Things happen for a reason. You know, you meet somebody, you you are in a certain situation that that opens up opportunities for you. So yeah. there's really a thin thread through your life. If if you really look for it, it's there on how you got to where you are today. Hmm. Your mom and dad still married? No, no, divorced. They 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 got divorced. A year after I was out of high school, yeah, yeah. marriage is hard. It Which is. is really one of my questions I want to ask is: You and Stephanie have been married almost twenty years. Almost twenty years, yeah. 
And what's the plan on the next 20 and then the 20 after that? How, have you thought about that? You're a disciplined guy. You're a long-term vision. You're a believer. How do you pray through that, that it's going to last? Because I think every marriage is tested. Mm-hmm. Mine's been tested many times. Oh, yeah. And I've, I hear stories every day. It's, it's a tragedy. You know, d- divorce happens. Mm-hmm. Like it or not, divorce happens. And for me, I, I think that God is using... Yes, he doesn't like divorce. He hates divorce. However, the love that he has for the person, he, he'll allow divorce to hopefully allow enough pain in someone's life to really come to know who he is. Yeah. But how do you how do you navigate marriage? How do you serve your wife? This is good for men to hear. Mm-hmm. You've been married for a long time. That's yeah. good. It, it, it doesn't happen by accident. No. So how do you do it? <laughs> um, a lot of hard work, some compromise. And it's, it, we're a team. So my, my wife is amazing and she's amazing in a couple rights. Um, first off, we always, the family joke is she was a cheerleader in high school. And so, you know, I was like, oh, cheerleading is not a sport, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, we just go back and forth. It's, it is, but I like to, I like to razz her a little bit, but she's really our, our family cheerleader. So she's, she's not, not always in the fight, but she's on the side cheering us on. I can't do what I do as, as a husband and a father without her. Together, we do we can do amazing things apart because she she lifts me up. She motivates me. She believes in me when I don't believe in myself. Mm. So she's my cheerleader and she's our family cheerleader. And that's and that's why mm. she's so amazing. She She's literally the reason that I wake up every day and try to do the best I can and strive to do the best for her and the family and, and provide for them. But in terms of marriage... It's there are ups and downs, right? Is there's there's tough times and yeah. there's good times. Yeah. It's it's life. It ebbs and it flows. So what we've done to kind of get us through twenty years and like what's the next twenty years look like and the twenty years after that? Because yes, we want to remain married and, and we love each other. It's we've decided to we're married, but we're boyfriend and girlfriend. We mm, date. We date. Okay? We want to model a great get that. That's amazing. Yeah. We date. We date. We want to model a great relationship for our kids. So it's kind of our motto that we're, we're going to gross our kids out. You know, I'm going to hug her. I'm going to kiss her in front Dad, of them. Gross. I'm going to, yeah, yeah, dad, stop that. Oh, oh, don't do that. I was like, you need to see that. You need to see love and not just get so wrapped up in life and our, in even our kids stuff that I've seen marriages where they, they fall apart because they're so wrapped up in the day to day and their, and their, and their kids and what they're going through in school and sports that once the kids are out of the house, they look at their spouse and like, I don't know who this person is in front of me. They've lost that identity. And so we made a, a conscious decision to, we're going to date. We're going to go out for coffee together. Like you said, you went on coffee with your wife, right? That, that's amazing. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to stay in the fight and get to know each other and have our time going date nights at least once every two weeks, coffee once a week to do this stuff, to build a foundation, not only for us, but for our kids to stand on and do bigger and better and greater things than mm. we can ever do. Yeah. This is really cool to hear. Just it is good that you you, you still date your wife mm-hmm. as boyfriend girlfriend, and that you're. And I was thinking you have four girls, man. You you are in trouble because uh, they'll find a guy eventually. Yeah, Lord willing, they get married. How how do you pray for your daughters? Because by the way, your daughter's going to marry somebody a lot like you. I know. So the model that you create, I like this. This is good. Learning to just love your wife and date her as your girlfriend. Your girls get to see that. 
how do you pray for your daughters to eventually find a guy who would love her like you love your wife, how Christ loves us? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? I do it every day. <laughs> Sometimes multiple times a day. I just I pray that because yes, they're getting about that age where they like to, you know, they want to date. And, and so in our house, our 16-year-old is, is dating, our 15-year-old's not yet because we don't let them date until we feel they're ready. And we, we kind of make that decision. It's usually right around 16 years old. Um, but th- they do have friends. They went to homecoming recently and it was, it was a lot of fun. But for my kids, you know, how we, how I pray for them is I just pray they meet a, go- a godly man, someone who loves the Lord, someone who cherishes them, how I cherish them. Cause we were having a conversation last night with my daughter and I said, I love you. It's, it's my job. My, it's been my job for the last 16 years of your life to protect you. And I know someday someone will come in and I'll have to pass on that protection and hope that that's a good man. And, you know, they got good head on, heads on their shoulders. And so ho- hopefully they meet men and they're both seeing a couple of guys right now. And one's a friend and one's a little more than the friend. Okay. And so going through that process and, and just, you know, making sure that it, it's a man who loves the Lord and mm. has that foundation because I know it, it makes it immensely tougher when, you know, we're, one's going to church and one's not, right? There's that, there could be that that friction and I don't want her to get, you know, them to get pulled in the wrong direction. Totally. Very easy to do. Yeah. Young age, you know, highly emotional, you know. And Girls emotional? What? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew? No, you're definitely outnumbered in your household, so I'll be praying for you as well. Thank you. Um, hey, you know, I love this, by the way. This is fun to talk about. Let's let's transition a little bit. We talked a little bit about intermittent fasting, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're a pretty disciplined guy, in my opinion, because that's what I see. You say you're undisciplined in some ways, or maybe a lot of ways, but do you intermittent fast? Why? And then let's just dive into... 75 hard, a little bit more of that journey, like, how did that change you? Why'd you do it? Who are you today? Dig, I want to just hear some yeah. some things that have changed in your life. With intermittent fasting, I'm, I mean, I, I guess I am intermittent fasting, but not really. My, my goal is to not eat before 11, so I'll just have coffee in the morning, okay. just to kind of just minimize those meals. But in the past, I've, um, you know, Devin. I do. You know, yeah. Devin, yeah. yeah he, so I, I worked with him, yeah. Holy guy's, guy's a beast. I worked with him for about a year. And Almost like David Goggins, but Devin Groggins? Groggins. Groggins. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how you say yeah. it. And, and so I worked with him and you know, trained with him a little bit for a year and it really helped me, you know, because one of the pieces that I was always missing with my fitness journey was the um, the eating portion, the, mm. you know, the diet. And I don't really call it a diet, but, you know, eating plan. Yeah. Because your lifestyle. I, I always had the mentality of like carbs are bad. You can't have carbs. You know, he, he totally ch- shifted my mindset to where, you know, break it up into five, you know, five portions. What's, what, what's your goal? What, what are you trying to accomplish? Like right now, I want to, I want to get big. I want to get, I'm going to gain some size. So, you know, I'm taking a little more carbs in. Hmm. And so I don't really intermittent fast, but I just trying to, to cut those meals down a little bit yeah. and, and to really focus on the, you know, higher protein, getting my carbs in and, and making sure I get it done. So your first meal of the day, what would that look like today? First meal of the day will be probably a protein shake and a, a protein bar, something just simple. Is there a certain crazy. amount of uh, protein grams that you would have? Probably, uh, probably 
right around 50, 50 per, you know, for okay. the first meal. So my goal is to, to get in 160 to 200 uh, grams of, of protein a day. Dude, how's that going? It's going good. Is it going good? Yeah. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for mostly for the last year or two, but but really hard the last six months. Really? Yeah. So up to 200 grams because yeah. what, what is the rule? You eat one gram of protein per body weight that you want to be? Yeah, I think that's something I think like that's that? the numbers or All something right. or 0.9 or yeah. This is fascinating. I've I've learned recently that, you know, rather than stop eating carbs, don't focus on that. Just yeah. eat more protein mm-hmm. and that will eliminate the the idea of wanting more carbs. Yeah. Uh what's your thoughts on so you said carbs. What type of carbs are you talking about? Like a donut? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love donuts. Oh man. I love donuts. No. Uh, we talk about carbs. I mean, you know, rice. You know, you know, good. You, we we focus trying to get the good carbs. Um, but I mean, like like after a workout, it'll be like protein shake, and yeah. I got to eat some cereal, which is cool because Devin <laughs> says you get a workout, you get to eat fruity pebbles. So I was like, I get to eat fruity oh, pebbles. Yes, like yeah, that makes me want to work out. That's motivating. That's motivating. <laughs> okay, because there's carbs in that bad boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Take us down the journey of 75 hard. I want to really unpack this. 75 hard, uh, just full confession. Mm-hmm. I've attempted it three times. Yep. Uh, nine days, 12 days, 33 days. Okay. There's progress. In, in that order? So in it, that was, order. it was 9, 12, 33? Yep. So you're getting closer. I'm getting closer. Did you conquer it the first time you did it? What was your mindset going into it? First time I did it, and I I did, I did complete it the first time. My mindset was, I actually so let let me go back a little bit. So July twenty twenty, you know, COVID, everything's going, COVID. everything's everything. I shut remember down. that. Remember, day. You remember that? I do. A lot of people remember remember the day. Um, <laughs> anyway, but back then I I had some of my peers in insurance that were doing 75 hard. And I was like, what's the 75 hard thing? You know, they're, they're working out, they're get, they're getting ripped. They're, you know, what is this? So I did a little more research and I was like, okay, it's a, it's a workout program. You know, it's a, you know, I can, you know, lose some weight and get in shape. And, um, not that I was in bad shape, but I was roughly two two thirty three, you know, 235. What do you weigh right now? Right now, 215. Stacked 215, bro. That's right. I know. I can see the guns, man. <sighs> I brought them. <laughs> I'm packing. Gun show. <laughs> So back in July of, of, of 2020, you know, I, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do the 75 hard. I'm so excited. Yeah. And like, oh, oh, I tweaked my shoulder. And you know, ah, I'll, I'll just do it later, you know. And little things kept coming up to, oh, well, there's a barbecue next week. And so I got to put it off because, you know, I, I might want to have a beer there, you know, because yeah. there's, you yeah. know, with 75 hard, is, there's no alcohol 75 days. Mm-hmm. And so. I kept making these little excuses and, and I woke up one day and I was like, no, no more. I'm going to start today. I'm going to start today. And I think it was like September 24th, no, August 24th, August 24th, 2020 is when I first started. Mm. And I just made the, I just made the commitment. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it for my family um, to become a better version of myself because learning through that process and having, you know, the, the 75 hard, yeah. it's not. A workout program it's not a weight loss program it's a mental toughness program mm. can you be tough enough mentally to get through that process and complete it because i guarantee you'll get to day 70 you get to day 65 
me laying in my bed, staring at my ceiling, day 70, five more days, and I, I completed this thing, looking and staring at my ceiling and said, I do not want to get up and work out. I quit right now. But something inside me dragged me, pulled me out of bed, and I, I got it done. And I completed it because I was mentally and physically exhausted. Can you fight through that? It's kind of oh, like life, right? Yeah. Stuff happens. When, when someone kicks you in the nuts, you're going to move forward. You're going yeah. to stay on the ground. Or you're going to get up and keep pushing. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you're, you're day 70. To me, it seems like there would be enough momentum to propel you. And I bet you there's a, a key factor of momentum. Mm-hmm. It's like, now I'm at the tail end. I know I'm tired. I don't really want to. I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. So is there... Fast forward now, you... Not only did it 75 days, at that moment, did you continue to the, the rest of the year or is that another phase? Is that a different time? You can take time in between. And so it's really weird. Day 76, once I completed it, you know, I, I bought a couple 75 hard shirts. Like, this is my, this is my prize. I'm, you know, they're, they're sitting on my, yeah. in my room. I'm looking at them every day. Once I, you know, once I completed, I get to wear them. And so I, t- I took a pic at the last day. Um, and I think I shot a video on my very last workout, just, just, just super excited that I got through 75 days, but I didn't jump right back in. But day 76, it felt so weird because doing two workouts a day for 75 days. And then all of a sudden I don't have to, I was like, I was antsy. I, I felt like I should be doing something. So I, you know what I did? You worked out. Two workouts, baby. It just became <laughs> just because. Well, you created. It became lifestyle. Lifestyle it was yeah. no longer. It was habit, mm-hmm. but it became a lifestyle, which is probably the next phase after habit. Okay, I got yeah. a new habit, but now it's. Yeah. It's not just a diet. It's yeah. a lifestyle. It's not a workout. Yeah. It's not a weight loss program. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, and that's what it is. You know, creating that lifestyle, not not saying, "Hey, this is a program," because a lot of people will, will tab it. You know, weight loss program, fitness program, but no, if you don't have the mental toughness to push through. Yes, you lose weight because I went from like 233, 235 down to like 190. You did? Yeah. Drop some weight. Oh. And every day you take a progress picture. Oh, so, yeah. So at 233, I look at myself in the mirror. I say, hey, you look pretty good. You're a good looking guy. <laughs> right? You start doing 75 hard and take a progress picture every day. By day 70, by day 30, you start seeing a little difference. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you look at yourself every day in the mirror and nothing's changing. Right. You think you you think you're doing you're good, but after 75 days, I put those pictures next to me. I was like, I look like I got stung by a bee. I, I was like, that's my motivation. I don't ever want to go back to that. Okay. And then I got a weight vest, and I threw 30 pounds on the weight vest. I was like, this is what the this, ex- what this is what like. I've been carrying around. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, dude, that is awesome. So how is 75 hard? change you now because that was back in 2020 mm-hmm. you've done the 75 hard you've done the full year yep are you currently now back in 75 hard i'm on day 40 baby day, day 40. 40 how many okay so how many times have you done 75 hard so just just the one time and i've done little little clips where like in between like phase two and three where there's there was quite a few months i was like i'm bored i'm gonna do 75 so i did like a 43 day stint and then then stopped. And so I, I have failed a few times. Um, I've, I've done a 30 day stint and it just, just little, little clips of, of getting back to that, that habit. So I've, I've not completed it a second time. So it's a little different this time. Yeah, like you're committed to the 75 days. Yeah. And, and trying to do 75 hard after the first time I completed it 
the first time I had a, a re- I don't say a real reason, but I needed to lose weight. I needed a change in my life. I felt stagnant. I felt, I felt unmotivated. Yeah. That's why I really kind of started doing it. I was like, okay, COVID's going on. The world's shut down. Everyone's kind of in, in a holding pattern, yeah. you know, you know, you know, not really doing anything. I said, if I can find something that can push me forward and propel me. And so I'm on a full on sprint when everyone else decides to start moving and I'm a hundred yards down the road, mm. I'm going to be that much further ahead personally in business family. And so I got tired of just being okay. Yeah. I got, I got tired of just being, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an okay day. It's an average day. So just hearing you real quick, sometimes people go, man, I want to lose weight. I want to look, have that six pack abs. They look at the pleasure or the carrot. Mm-hmm. But what I hear you saying is like, I never want to go back to that person. Mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you, you, you kind of lived on the pain to make some of those changes. Is that, is that how, what I'm hearing from you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's the pain. It's, it's, when you finally achieve something and you look back on it and you say, okay, I, I see what I can do. What, what am I capable of? Now, now for me, it's like, how can I push myself or what can I do to push myself to the next, next limit, next yeah. level? Yeah. You know, how can I push myself personally, emotionally, per- push me in my faith, my marriage? What, what can I do to be the best, best version of myself every single day? And with, especially with 75 hard, it's, it, if you look at it as a whole, you're like, you know, first week, first couple of weeks, you're so excited. You're like, yeah, let's do this thing, same five. And then, then the shine kind of wears off, uh-huh. right? Yep. Then it gets a little tougher. Yeah. Then you got to dig in. You start learning that grit, start developing that fortitude. Like, can you, can you do it? Can you push through? Can you push through tough times? And for me, with the whole 75, it's, you can't look at it, you know, how does, how does, an, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? Every if time. you look at it in your day five, you're like, oh crap, I got, 70 days left on this thing. What am I going to do? No, you don't have 70 days. And you, that's, that is a problem right there is. Yeah. We're trying to eat the elephant one. Instead, no, today's the day. Yeah. yeah. Do the workout this morning. Yeah. Do the workout this afternoon. I've seen some of your pictures at 3 a.m. That's crazy, but you're committed. You've decided you're committed. That's, that's huge, man. Yeah. One of the questions that, you know, I wanted to chat with you about, there's, there's two. Number one when you do fall off the wagon and you eat a cookie, you have a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, how do you transition to get back on the right road, doing the right thing? Answer that one, then I'll come back and I'll, I got another question for mm-hmm. you after that one there. How do you get back to it when you fall off the wagon? That's a good question because that that right there will truly define who someone is, mm-hmm. who defines me as a man as a husband, as a father, because life, life is a journey. It ebbs and flows. It goes, there's ups, there's downs, you know, you could be going strong for 30 days. You're working out, you're doing great. You're doing great on your diet. And then you, you, you talk about cookies. I love Oreos. Mm. When I go on the weekends, sometimes my, I come home, mom, dad got Oreos. It's, it's which is, you know, it, <laughs> I, I just laugh, but eating a cookie as me personally, can I snap back into, you know, I'm off for a week where I'm just eating whatever, right? Am I mentally tough enough? Do I have the discipline 
to snap back to where I know I need to be as a, you know, you know, physically, you know, with my diet. So that's actually, I love it. It, it challenges me. It pushes me. I love it because, you know, you go off course. Are you strong enough to, to get back to it? That's the question right there. Yeah. That's the test. That's the test. Okay. And your guy, you fell off the wagon oh, a yeah. time or two or three or 10, like the rest of us. But, but that doesn't define you. Mm-mm. And that's the key. It's like, well, I guess, uh, no, you're not a failure. You're just failing forward. I love John Maxwell's yep. book. Great you know, book. Failing forward is success is failing forward. We all fail. Get over it. Let's move on. You know, rub dirt in it. Get back up. Go do it again. Today's a new day. Yeah. Right? Today's a new day. The next part, you know, the next question I have for you is when you started to really focus on personal growth, what what did that journey look like for you? Mm-hmm. Personal growth is amazing. So something about me is I used to hate reading. <laughs> I mean, even to the point where I would, when my, my wife and I were newly married and I'd bring a maz- magazine article to her and say, hey, can you read this and kind of tell me what it's about? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Bad. You know, I got to do a book report in high school, so I'll find the, you know, I'll do it on Clear and Present Danger because I know Harrison Ford has a movie called Clear and Present Danger, and I'll just watch the movie. And I did, but I got a decent grade. And you passed. And I passed. I love <laughs> Don't it. tell my teacher. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the personal growth, it's, it's interesting because when you start to personally grow, right, and you have your circle of friends... And maybe they're not personally growing. There's going to be some tension. So, like for me, when it, my personal growth journey actually started back when I was at Winco, you know, I I had got some mentors in my life, and I realized I, need, I was like I need to be better for myself, mm-hmm. better for my family. And so I started I started reading as hard as it was, and I love reading. You know, I you start growing, and then it challenges not only yourself but everyone around you hmm. because now it puts them on, on notice. Ah. Right. So I got a lot of negativity when I was, when I was, I would sit by myself during breaks sometimes and read my book and, and people start poking a little fun here and there. And it, you know, it hurts, but I'm doing what I need to do to achieve what I want to achieve. Nothing comes before that. My, my family comes first. You know, if you want to, if you want to stay, because it, it really challenges people around you. And if if they're not going to go that same direction, I mean, I love I love all my friends, but I don't have time for nonsense. I mean, there, God has put goals and ambitions in my life. He, he has a mission for me, and it's my job to complete that mission. And if you want to come along, great, let's do this. Let's rock it. We're going to go. But if not, I love you. We're still, we're still friends, but... I got bigger and better things to to do. You mentioned goals and uh, what God has planned for you. Mm-hmm. Just unpack that just for a moment. I'd love to hear. Sounds like you have something in mind. And by the way, we, I think both of you and I would agree, you become who you hang with. Mm-hmm. You know, if, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you yeah. your future. I think it sounds like that's what you're kind of referring it's, to. It's so true. It's so true. So how have you, and I get that, it, just we, we love people you may not make let them in your inner circle of who mm-hmm. influence you. Yeah. You love them, you care for them, pray for them, whatever. 
What does that look like for you? And what what's God doing right now? And what's that vision look like? I mean, it sounds like you may know where you're going. I may sound like I know where I'm going. <laughs> I I kind of do. I have, you know, as you alluded to in, in the beginning, I've I've been coaching youth sports for 23 years. I coached my first team when. Uh, I was actually a junior in high school. I coached a basketball team over at Adam Stevens High School as the first team. And it was, I was probably, a, I was a horrible, I know I was a horrible coach, <laughs> but you learn over time. That's right. right. You didn't quit. And so my calling is to impact the community around me. I mean, whether that's through sport, you know, coaching, coaching sports or athletics, you know, yeah. I coached, I've coached basketball, I've coached softball, I coached, you know, high, high school level for a few years and just the amazing thing of, giving a young person an encouraging word mm. and seeing what it what they can do because when you encourage somebody and you get behind them and you say hey I know I know you failed I know you messed up I know you made a mistake but you're an awesome person keep pushing forward you know success is built off failures you're just yeah. building that brick mm. you know you put that brick on that wall build that wall build that wall yeah it mm. just the the positivity and so I feel like I'm called to coach and I get to do it. And it, it, you know, it's, it's a joy for me, Yeah. but to just pour into kids and, and teach them life lessons and say, okay, you know, how do you create success? How do you, you know, create sexual ha- habits? How do you put stuff in your life that, and the lessons I teach on the field aren't just about softball. It, every lesson there you can translate to your life, to school, to, to later life when you're, you know, working a job or, or, or running a business, you know, success principles that are, are great on the field and in the sports or sports arena, but also can be translated to any aspect or area of their life. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Hey, um, as we think about, as you get, as you, as an insurance guy, a business guy, your community guy, and I love that you love kids. I mean, that's me too. I just love kids. Mm-hmm. I just do. How, but how do you demonstrate like you do with the kids on you know, on coaching them, how do you do that in the business world? How does Aaron show up for his client, mm-hmm. uh, for the community? What's that look like uh, as you meet with people and serve them? Yeah, it's kind of one and the same. Just on a just on a you know, you're dealing with someone who's older, right? Yeah. So I've always approached my business and my you know I'm in the business of insurance is is I get to, I get to coach my clients, so okay. I coach them. I was like. This is why this is why we're going to do this. This is why we're going to put coverages in place. This this is why it's important, and really not just talk at them, but educate them and teach them on, you know, why it's important to have certain liability limits on your auto policy, mm-hmm. or you know, what you know, why do you need a life insurance policy? Well, to protect your family, you know, in case something bad happens. So I really get a, I educate them, and I don't you know I don't sell, but I like to educate yeah. and coach my clients on. You know, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? Okay, let's let's game plan. Let's let's get creative on how we can help you achieve what you want to achieve. And that's great. I mean, that's a great way of thinking of clients. I think we show up as sales guys, and you know, we have a you know a Starbucks coffee coffee cup, and we want to sell coffee. Mm-hmm. But really, it's not about the coffee. This is the way we interact with our clients, our kids, and how we coach them. I think that's really serving them well. So. Man, I love that. You know, as I think about your like your next chapters in life, uh, here's a question for you. 
What is the what was the first book you ever read? Because you said you were reading books at Winco, mm-hmm. and then what is a current book you're currently reading? Oh, you're going to test my memory on this one. The first book I ever read when I, when I was back back. It, any, it can be the first, maybe one that you remember. One of the biggest ones that I remember was it was actually a John Maxwell book. Oh, no kidding. Few communicate. Everyone communicates. Few connect. I think is what it's what it's called. Mm. I don't know if you've read that one. Never read that one. He's only got 100 bucks. Only so. 100 bucks? Yeah, okay. It, no, it was, it was a great one. I mean, we communicate on a daily basis, right? We're, we're communicating right now. That's right. You and I. But outside communication, are you really connecting with the people you're talking to? Are you talking at them? Are you talking at each other? Mm. But are you are you connecting on a, on a deeper level? And yeah. so that kind of helped me learn over the years of, of, you know, reading people and dealing with them and like what's going on. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's been huge in my, in my life. And the current book, I'm, I'm actually reading multiple books right now. Well, me too. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can identify I, with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I read multiple books. I, I'll read for 15 minutes and, and they'll read something else. I'm, um, I'm reading a book I'm reading right now is buy back your time. That's, that's one book I'm reading right now. And then also tax free retirement. Uh, another book, another book I'm, I'm reading is I just finished um, Greatest Salesman in the World, which is yes. an awesome book. Have you read that one? Oh yeah, love it. Everybody should read that book. What's that? Everybody oh should yeah, read that book. Yeah, it's like a story too. It's yeah. like it's it's so awesome. You know, as we get ready to wrap up our podcast, it's been a lot of fun. By the way, Aaron, love hanging out with you. Uh, I'm inspired by you. By the way, I I did 75 hard because you are doing it. Just so you know, and maybe one day I'll finish it. I'm not going to commit to that right now, but. Maybe you can challenge me on that thinking. I think you got it in you. Okay. Okay. Hey, fun question. Like, where do you guys like to travel? What's fun for you and Stephanie and your girls? Do you guys like to travel together? Do you and Stephanie ever travel separately? Where's a fun place to go? Fun place to go. So we, the most traveling we do is my daughters play, my two oldest play softball. So we get to travel a little bit for that, but we're getting ready um, to take a couple trips here, one around Christmas. Uh, I asked my daughters recently, I said, you know, for Christmas, you know, do you guys, do you want presents or would you like to do like a trip? That's a great question. We, we've done that in the past where we've we've surprised them with trips and left on like Christmas Day where we took, when they're younger, we took them to the American Girl Doll store up in, up in Seattle. Yeah. Um, it, just a little stuff like that, you know, because we feel like, like building memories, building memories is more important and they'll last longer than buying them a little toy that they'll forget about in three, four weeks. Mm, it's beautiful. That's really cool. That's, that's a great question that you asked. So it was an either or, hey, would you rather have Christmas presents or build a memory? Mm-hmm. And I'll bet you a thousand percent of the time, it's like we want to spend time and build memories. Yeah. That's so cool. Everyone but my six-year-old. She wants presents. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Which is understandable. I mean, she's she's, she's in that age. She's six. Give me some. Yeah, uh, I know. I get. I, I, I get with this place. I give her some grace. Absolutely, we'll give her cover some slack yeah. at six. But when we get there, when we get on the trip, she she'll she'll love it. Yeah, yeah. Last question for you, really, is um, what's the next chapter of your life look like? You're forty, you know, ten years, twenty years, you know, legacy. What's that look like for you? Just as you think about. You you know if you lived to eighty or ninety, you know I'm a little older than you, so more than halfway through my life, and we never know if it's a day or fifty years. Yeah, you know how do you live this? There's a book called um, 
uh, halftime. Okay. Okay. It's like you think football, it's halftime. Mm-hmm. You're at halftime. You live the first part of your life. You know, sometimes you're, you're building your business. It's more about me, me, me. At least I think most people do. It's halftime. This is where you make pivots, you know, in games. And especially if you're down, you're like, okay, what do we need to do to win? Halftime. It's a great book. You should consider reading. I'll look into it. Yeah. What's that next chapter of your life look like as you develop legacy and stuff like that? I think a lot about that because I, I I think about a lot about my life with the end in mind. So you think about the end and this might sound a little morbid, but at your funeral or at my funeral, right? What are people saying about me? Mm-hmm. What What are people, what are, you know, what are the conversations? What are, are they, is it a, is it a quick service? And then they're like, where's a potato salad? Or is it a long drag, you know? You know, what are people saying when I'm gone? You know, what have I accomplished? And that, and that's, it holds some weight because it, it brings to the front, like, am I actually, am I doing something worthwhile? Am I, am I impacting my family? Am I impacting my community around me? Cause we, legacy is an amazing thing. Hmm. And I want my kids, I want to build a foundation so that my kids can stand on my shoulders and do bigger and better and greater things than I ever did. It's huge. Because if you set them up for success, whatever that looks like, they're they're going to do amazing things in life. And right now, like for me, I mean, I've been in insurance eight years. I have, you know, I have a I have a great business, and I got a lot of awesome, awesome amazing clients. I, I've I felt a really calling on my heart that my my family needs more of my time right now mm. than it is to sell sell sell. So yeah. it's so I've been spending more time with family. Not that I'm neglecting anything, but. No, I, get I, it. I just, I just, I felt a tug on my heart, like, "Hey, my my kids, my kids need me. You know, they need me around a little bit more. You yeah. know, you know, I've it's starting a new business. You probably know it's it's tough. It's it's grinding. Three first three to five years, mm. you're you're in it a lot. And I've always included my family in my business, so it wasn't just my thing. Like, my my wife helps me out in my office a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's it's our business. Yeah. It's our kids' business. Yeah. If they want it someday, they're they're going to come in, and we're going to do awesome things and yeah. just just build that legacy and. The mindset that, you know, success, success is earned every single day. The rent on success is due. due every single day. Yeah. Heard that quote before. Yeah. I like how you unpack that where you really live with the end in mind. What does the end of your life look like? What do people say about you? And what do you want them to say about you? Mm-hmm. And how, how can you design the life today that, you know, honors that? So... Well, hey, dude, this is good. We could probably go for another hour just talking about <laughs> working out, discipline, and sports, and whatever else, and yeah. you know our daughters. And but hey, I'm gonna be praying for you, uh, your family, your time with your family, your business, your ministry, because you have a ministry. You impact people. And uh, how do people get a hold of you? They want to connect with Aaron Qualls and you really just have a conversation, hang out, get some insurance, <laughs> figure out how to be a girl dad. Yeah. How do they get a hold of you? Oh, they, you know, they call me, text me. What's your number? 503-910-4394. Yeah. And uh, Aaron's a guy, he'll, he'll call you back. So if you call him, he's calling. So That's right. be ready to start 75 hard. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks again for being on the show this week. We appreciate you. We thank you to all the listeners each week that take the time to hear our stories. It's impactful. It impacts me every time. Like I know Aaron, but I learned some things about Aaron that I can appreciate him even more. So I hope you do the same. Also, if you know somebody out there that has a story that they just want to share, 
we all have a story and not everybody wants to share that story but if you do want to share the story I'd love to have you reach out you can email me at buddyp7 at gmail.com uh, you can find me on well conversations with buddy you can go online and find that but uh, we look forward to seeing you next week have a great week and happy fall thank you very much <laughs>